Good morning and welcome to Living with Emuna, our weekly support group to remind ourselves not only that there is a Hashem, but that He loves us of the special relationship that we share together, of His involvement in our life, and therefore how calm, tranquil, peaceful, happy, healthy we should be at all times knowing that Hashem is with us. I want to thank our generous sponsors of the Amuna series for the year, Drs. Avi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbett and Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Chancellor. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for your sponsorship. Reminder, if you'd like to sponsor a future class, an episode of Living with Amuna, please email lee, L-E-E, at brsonline.org. Okay, I want to continue this morning. We started last week. We took a break from Biyam Derechecha, Ravitcher Meyer Morgenstern on Dveikas, which we had been learning. And we took a break to discuss Biyam Derechecha on Pesach, a little something about matzah and about chametz. And I want to return and revisit. I want to pick up and continue from there as we are in Shavuot Shechalbo, the very week in which Pesach will shortly begin. I want to finish that theme. And if you're listening to the series, it's not Pesach time, it's still worth listening. Don't turn it off because the message, the ideas, nevertheless will resonate all year round. The lesson of Chametz Matzah of Pesach, ultimately lesson of Emuna, the reminder that we don't exist independently or in isolation, that we are the creation, we are the Bas Melech or Ben Melech, we are the prince and princesses, the children of Hashem, his involvement, his role in our life. So we spoke last week trying to understand Chametz. Chametz is an anomaly. We have in the world of Halacha, in the world of Jewish law, we have foods that are prohibited, we have foods that are considered to contaminate the soul. They're off limits, they're also, they're forbidden. On the other hand, we have foods which are permissible. They're kosher, they're eligible, you can eat them, no problem. Chametz is this bizarre anomaly that falls somewhere in between. Where 51 weeks of the year, chametz, no problem, delicious, enjoy. Sometimes chametz is a mitzvah, lechem mishnah, and tuchalas, and so on. And then you have one week of the year, the week of Pesach, in which all of a sudden chametz becomes arch enemy number one. Chametz is this enormous villain. So which is it? Is chametz a villain? Is chametz a hero? And we discussed last week, Ravitcha Meyer Morgenstern developed the notion of the bore and the nivra. There is the creator and the created. And the idea that matzah, let's start with matzah. Matzah doesn't have spices, doesn't have salt, isn't introduced to yeast. Matzah is not manipulated. And therefore, matzah represents just HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the bare minimum. Matzah is flour and water mixed. It produces matzah. Matzah is the bore, the creator. One feels the presence of the Almighty in the bread of Emuna. That's why matzah is called the bread of Emuna. You feel Hashem's presence. It is the product. It is the result only of the intervention, only of the interaction with Hashem. Chametz is the Maisah Nivra. Chametz, a sourdough bread, the effort, the time it takes to produce a sour bro, sour bread, sourdough bread. A challah, to have to mix and add the ingredients. Challahs today, cinnamon, everything, chocolate. A challah is more like a cake or a babka than it is a challah. To braid it, to manipulate it, to design it. Chala is chametz, represents the nivra. So matzah is the bore, matzah is the product of Hashem with no other intervention. And chametz is the nivra. Chametz is that when man intervenes, interacts, takes initiative, the result is creating a chametz. So matzah represents lechem of emuna. So for one week a year, we go back to eating the bore. We go back to focusing on emuna. It's not about my initiative. It's not about my effort. It's not about my results. It's not about what I can produce. It's all about recognizing above Hashem Emuna. I live in a world in which to, I have to take my initiative and I can be proud of results, 
But in the end of the day, nothing can happen without him. He is the senior partner in every endeavor. He is the secret and source of success in every effort. It's all about the bore. It's all about him. So when I imbibe, when I eat that matzah, I'm eating the simplicity. I'm eating something that is the creation of the bore. This is clearly the will of Hashem with no human intervention, with no human ingenuity at all. And therefore, I am affirming, I am reminding, emuna. There is the Hashem. He created me. He created this world. He makes this world go round. And though I have to take my initiative and make my effort at the end of the day, it is all about Him. And only then can I go back to eating chametz. So that's where we'll pick off. So before Pesach, we have to mashbisim, we destroy and we burn the chametz. We leave that arrogance, the ego, the attitude that says, it's me. I'm in charge. I'm in control. It's about my pleasure. It's about my happiness, my desires, my wants. I have to get out of that place of gaiva. I have to get out of the ego. The ego is the poison that sabotages relationships. The ego sabotages health. The ego sabotages success. We think, you know what? There's God. I recognize. I believe. I'm a believer. There's a creator. There's a God. I even daven. I learn the dafyomi. I volunteer for chesed. There's a God. But there's God and there's me. We both take up space. We both contribute. We both have talents and skills. He is much more than me. He is God after all. And I'm just a finite created human being. But but I take up my own space. There is a me independent of him. That's a mistake. That's chametz thinking. We have to go strong into a week of matzah. We destroy, we obliterate, we go on a search mission to find that villain called chametz. Chametz that ego. Chametz that selfishness. Chametz that thinks that I am an I. There's a yeshus, there's a me, there's an existence independent of him, of God. Shavua shalem, an entire week. Liknos lahashra shidiya vaakara b'metziyas Hashem izbarach. Barakatu Adonai l'anamalach ha'olam. Sha'akol nihiyeh b'dvaro. A week-long matzah mentality. A week-long there is no me independent of him. A week-long the simplicity. A week-long his fe- the feeling of his impact in this world. And after a week of eating matzah, now that I have planted, I have ingreened, I have seeded within myself, that there is a muna, there's a God, there's a creator. I don't exist something from nothing. I'm not independent, I'm not isolated, I'm not in charge, I'm not in control, I'm not responsible, I'm not to blame. I have to do my best, and once I do my best, I let go and I let God. And once I have eaten literally and, and metaphorically the matzah, then efshar lachzor I'm ready to go back. To now go enter a place not only of recognizing the creator, but to realize the responsibility of the created. The bore, the creator, and the nivra, the created. But now I engage, and now I encounter, and now I am among the created, not with a sense of ego or arrogance or independence, but I now think about myself as among the created, and I engage that which is created. Now I see myself as not an independent entity in this world, separate and apart from the Almighty, but now I see myself as his agent, as his ambassador. Now I am here with a sense of shlichus. I'm on a mission, I have a charge to represent him and to expand his presence, his brand, to grow his brand in this world. As Adarabah, the opposite. My mission is to reveal God within the hiddenness. You don't see, smell, feel, taste God, 
So I have to be God, represent God, live in a godly way that people say, I just interacted with him or her, and they are a religious personality that believes in God. I want a piece of that God. I love those values. I love that vision. The world is a better and a brighter place, a more selfless place. So we spend one week reminding and reaffirming, one week in boot camp, one week in rehab, one week intensely reminding ourselves about the Borei. There is no Nivra. There's no me. There's no anything. There's no world. Nothing exists but God. Ain't od milvado. Matzah is ain't od milvado. Matzah, it's simplicity. There's no salt. There's no spice. There's no cinnamon. There's no everything. There's just flour and water. It is the Borei. I eat the matzah and all week long I am intensely in this revisiting of this one week long intense program. There's a bore, there's a creator, that's all there is, Einod Melvado. He is all there is, that is all there is. And now I can graduate that week long and I can come out. Now that I know there's a bore, now I can live as a nivra. I know there's a creator. Now I can properly live among the created. It's all week long. Sorry. All year long, even though we eat chametz. So 51 weeks a year, I know I exist. Not independent, not separate or apart, not in competition, but as an agent and as an ambassador of the Almighty. The 51 weeks a year, I live realizing my talents, my skills, my sense of self, but not independent, but rather as an agent of God. As the created, I am the platform to reveal the light of the Creator. Fifty-one weeks a year I'm eating chametz, but I'm entitled, I'm licensed to eat chametz. Why? Because one week a year I eat matzah. One week I remembered the borei, now fifty-one weeks I can live as a nivra. So all that is the introduction, and it's so important. We're obsessed with cleaning and destroying and burning. We're all obsessed this year when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos with how to eat the challah Friday night, Shabbos morning, fulfill Shalashudas, how to get rid of the crumbs. And the physical crumbs are important. Chametz is also b'mashu. Chametz is forbidden even in the smallest amount. But we cannot be so obsessed with the minutiae, so OCD on the rules in a way that we ultimately neglect the deeper meaning, the panemius, what it's all about and how it's meant to transform us. Take the time to be mindful. Take that deep breath and lean in when cleaning, when searching for chametz, when the burning of the chametz, which we'll talk about momentarily. 51 weeks a year have to be empowered by the one week a year. And if in that one week a year I'm not remembering, I'm not reminding the difference between a bore and a nivra, I'm not returning to the simplicity, I'm not returning to the recognition that there is nothing but him what the matzah represents then my 51 weeks a year are not going to be authentic and genuine they're not going to be successful continues a rich Meir an Erev Pesach this year on Friday which is not Erev Pesach it is Erev Erev Pesach we will on Thursday night tomorrow night we will search and then we will destroy and we will burn the chametz we have to remember the deeper meaning don't just, you know, yell at your husband or you go yourself or you're running. Don't forget to burn the chametz and take the kids and get out of here and burn it. I don't want it. Take a moment when you're standing around that fire. Take a moment. It's not a social scene. It's not tashlach. It's be your chametz. Think about the chametz in our life. The sense of self, the ego, the anger, the arrogance, the envy. And that's what we're going to destroy. We have a minute in our home. I saw it in my safer years ago. When we hide the 10 pieces, I ask my children, each of you take a piece or two. 
and think about what this chametz represents in your life that you want to overcome, you want to purge, you want to destroy, you want to burn, you want to get rid of this year. What is the quality? What is the behavior? What is the personality trait? What is it that you view and you realize are unhealthy? And we're going to go search for it. We're going to go eliminate. We're going to go obliterate. We're going to go burn. We're going to get rid of and purge from inside ourselves. But that takes the mindfulness. You make a bracha on bedikas chametz al bir chametz. Let's all think about what we're going to do. We're not just looking for the chametz in the pockets and in the drawers and the dressers. We're looking for the chametz in our heart, in our soul, in our lives. We're looking for that ego that gets in the way that makes us be envious instead of realizing we have what we need, that makes us feel arrogant instead of realizing we're the same as everybody else, that makes us feel anxious instead of deferring and realizing we're in Hashem's hands. Everything's with a plan and it's going to be okay. We're looking for that chametz all over and then we're going to collect it, gather it, and ultimately burn it. In order to be able to receive a deeper, more penetrating, more illuminating sense of faith in our lives, how can you live with faith if you're not a vessel to receive faith? If you're running and going and doing and cooking and shopping and preparing and searching and burning and check, 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 and nowhere on the checklist do you stop and say, what's this all about? And kids, kinderlach, or just to my own self, why are we doing this? How am I meant to grow and gain from this? How am I meant to be transformed by this? Then what will it do? You're not a clear, you're not a vessel, you cannot receive that light of Amuna. You're a different Jew altogether. When you come to that Seder table, you are regal, you are royal, a prince, a princess. We are transformed. We are pure. We're wearing the white of the kittel, the white of the tablecloth. We come to the Seder table angelic, but only if we did the hard work that comes before. Only if we come prepared and ready and eager. But if we don't have the courage, if we don't have the boldness, if we don't have the tenacity to go into search for the sense of self, for the ego, for the arrogance, to clean it out, to get rid of it, to first identify it and recognize it, then you're not going to be able to sit and eat the matzah. As Gilei Amitas Metzias Hashem the matzah, the, the, the bread of Amuna represents Hashem. How are you going to eat the bread of Amuna? if you've not turned yourself into a vessel to receive the light of Amuna, And the way we become that vessel to receive that light of Amuna is in the effort, the preparation, it's what we do before. When the person is egotistical, self-centered, arrogant, God says, there's not enough room in this world for me and him. So I'll tell you what God says, no competition, no hard feelings. I'm just going to pull back, you're on your own, subject to the elements, and subject to people, and subject to randomness. I'm out. Not enough room for both of us. Oh, you think you're a somebody. Oh, you think you're in charge and you're in control. Oh, you think that you have power. You think that you can compete in taking up space with me. No competition, Hashem says. I'm topping out. I'm out of here. You're on your own. Good luck. God bless. Let me know how it goes. We cannot live in the same place. There's not enough room for both of us. And this is the inner effort. With every amount of cleaning, with all the cleaning and all the searching and all the preparing, with all the cleaning and preparing that we're doing physically, to think about the truth. I'm a gurnished, I'm a nothing. No, I'm an everything. I'm a child of Hashem. And therefore I have a tzelem lo'kim, a godly soul. But before I can come on to the thought that I'm an everything, because I am an expression of God in this world, and I do have a mission to fulfill that's unique in this world, before I can come to that, I have to realize I'm a nothing. Really, I'm nothing without you, God. And now that I know that I rely and depend on you, now let's talk about what I do for you. 
How am I your agent? How am I your ambassador? How am I your messenger? What's my shlichus? What's my mission? What's my mission? So with the searching, and with the cleaning, and with the preparing, you're not distracting yourself with a podcast or talk radio. You're not you know, distracting yourself from nebuch, resentful, and more bitter than the marrow that I have to clean and prepare and the hard work. You lean in and you think about, as I do that, I'm thinking about Hashem, I'm offering a tefillah, I'm offering a prayer. Hashem, as I clean, as I prepare, as I get rid of the chametz, the ego, the, 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 the selfishness in my life, Hashem, help me overcome gaiva, help me overcome arrogance, help me realize that I'm no different than anyone else, we're all the creatures of you, and therefore we are all the same. Hashem, help me come to a greater awareness, a more acute life with you in it. Help me realize, never get bent out of shape, never get angry, never get envious, never get arrogant, never get anxious. Help me see you, feel you, know you're in my life, your arm is around me. And he writes here in this footnote, such an important, important footnote. He writes here in this footnote. These very thoughts that we're meant to have, the hardest time in the world to have them, these critically important thoughts that transform the entire yantif for us, that are so, so important. The hardest time in the world to have them is when? Davka when? Erev Pesach. Why? Halachatz. Because of the pressure. Did you make the salt water? Did you make the charosas? Did you grind the horseradish? Is the table set? How are we coordinating Shabbos with Pesach this year? That pressure. Did you roast the shank bone? Did you roast the egg? Is everybody taking a nap so they're going to be well rested for tonight? The guests, did we set a place? How are we doing the seating? All that lachatz. All that incredible pleasure, pressure. Says Ravichemeyer, what's at the root and what's at the core of lachatz, of pressure? Machshava she'ani oseh. At the core, at the root of pressure is the mistaken notion that I must do, I'm in charge, I'm in control, it's all on me. And then a person feels incredible pressure. So what happens? There's so much to do and so many people disappointing that you end up angry. And Erev Pesach, a time that should be characterized by calm and peace and love and light and faith is instead filled with anger, yelling, screaming, pressure. So Hashem wants us to work on that. That is the work, the preparation, the anticipation. That is the countdown to Pesach. And every time we start to be drawn to pressure, our blood pressure is going up. We're panicking. There's so much to do. So many people, I need to do it. They're not doing it. I'm getting angry. Take that deep breath. Stop. And think about it. And remind ourselves, What am I so frustrated? What am I so pressured? What am I so worried about? Last year, Pesach, what I would have given to have guests, to be with other people. Last year, Pesach, the pressure to get to shul and to be convening as a community. Last year, Pesach, how many funerals, how many Zoom shiva calls, how many tragic, tragic deaths, how many morgues were filled because they're, and they had to bring in refrigerated trucks because there wasn't room. So stop. You're feeling that pressure, that panic, that anxiety on this out of Pesach, whatever it is, how much you have to pack, or how much wardrobe you're going to have to change each day at the hotel, or it's how much you have to prepare, or who's going to come, or how will the conversation work, or how will everyone get the Devei Torah in. Everyone has their own pressure when it comes to Erev Pesach. But the common denominator of the Tzal Shavu is stop and take a deep breath and become mindful again about what really matters and a sense of context 
and become that kli, that vessel that's prepared to receive the light. It's all from God. He's in charge of everything. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. I'm his agent. I'm his messenger. And if I do according to my best effort, and this is a critical sentence, if I try my hardest, if I work my hardest, Azai ein alai tluna. The other Abba, Imel Chatz, Zemara Sheishli Gaiva Umachshava Shaniosa Kilo Akal Taloi B. If a person feels and succumbs to pressure on Erev Pesach, if a person loses their cool, it just means that you're lacking in Amuna. You're lacking in faith. It means a person thinks that me, alai, it's me, it's on me, I'm capable, I'm in charge, I'm in control. It all has to happen the way I drew it up, the way I want person has to take that deep breath and realize I'm not in charge, I'm not in control, there's a plan, there's a reason. I have to make my list, I have to follow through, I have to manage my time, I have to exert my effort. You can't arrive at the Seder table and you didn't shop, you didn't prepare, you didn't chop, you didn't grind and think you're going to have Seder. You have to do what you have to do. But once you've done it, there's no room for lachatz. There's no room for pressure. There's no room for anger. There's certainly no room for losing yourself. There's a plan. It's all up to the Rebbe it's all up to the Almighty. When we see things in context and we compare and contrast and we think about this year Pesach versus last year where we were at, then the things that feel and seem like the biggest deal in the world should recognize that that we will endure, it will pass, we'll figure it out, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Amuna that one feels, it's palpable, habitel, to nullify not only the chametz, bitel chametz, but to be bitel the yeshus, to be mavata, to nullify my ego, my arrogance, my independent sense of self. This is something that's incredibly pleasurable because you're tapping into immortality and you're nourishing your soul and you're living true to yourself. You know, there's a terrible challenge going on in Orlando, apparently. That's the Aliyah, the Orlando, is where Jews are meant to go on Pesach, apparently. So they're descending on Orlando. And the, there's a challenge taking place in Orlando of double bookings and of people showing up in the houses they thought they had they wouldn't have. And I'm not minimizing it. It's a tremendous challenge, very difficult. A major pivot has to happen. Find another place or to be able to get back home or to make Pesach last minute. It is an enormous challenge, not minimizing it. But a Balamuna, a person who has tremendous Amuna, says, you know what? I wasn't meant to be in that house. Pesach wasn't meant to be in this place. I'm not in charge. I'm not in control. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, I'm going to release myself. I'm going to liberate myself from the bondage of thinking I'm in charge. I'm in control. It all has to happen the way I want. If you have to sue Airbnb, sue Airbnb. Do what you have to do. But lachatz, that pressure, that angst, and to lose oneself, make a list what has to be done and do it. So you'll say, Goldberg, you're sitting comfortable. You're sitting pretty in Boca. Who are you? What kind of attitude... Who are you to have an opinion about the Jew of Orlando who's in challenging times? So I'll tell you that last summer when we made my daughter's wedding and there was a hurricane that hit New York the day of the wedding that we had moved from Florida to avoid problems. And we're sitting in the wedding hall a couple hours before the wedding began. Makeup is being done. Not for me. And the hall lost power. This tropical storm, borderline tornado, hit where the wedding was and the whole hall lost power. And you know what I did? I was sitting in the lobby with family. And I started to laugh, thanks to this Living with Amuna class. If we hadn't been learning Amuna together, working on Amuna together the last couple of years, I don't believe in a million years I would have been in that place. But I sat there with my wonderful mother, who also listens most weeks to this class, 
and with my children and those who weren't getting their hair and makeup done. And we just started to laugh. And we said, you know what? We're healthy. We're alive. We're here. There's a chassan, there's a kal, there's a bride and a groom. They'll be married by the end of the night. Will there be lights or a band or hot food? We'll find out what God's plan is. Sometimes in moments that seem like crisis, catastrophe, disaster, the Balamuna takes a deep breath and says, you know what? Are we alive? Are we here? Are we well? Is it, is it a pandemic? Is somebody in an ICU on a respirator? Are they in a morgue or a refrigerated truck because there was no more room in the morgue? One takes that deep breath and realizes that this is not about me. Ain't od mavado, there's a God. I'll do the best I have to do. I'll do everything I can do. Let's go find some generators. Let's go figure this out. Let's go make this happen. But I'm going to start laughing and giggling because this is Hashem's plan. I can't wait to see how it turns out. Baruch Hashem, He brought the power back. And Baruch Hashem, it went off without a hitch. And I hope the Jews of Orlando will have the most beautiful Pesach of their lives wherever it settles and however they find the solution and however they figure it out. I hope it will create the memories and the most beautiful Pesach that they've ever had. But the believing Jew, the Jew of faith, stops and says, I'm not going to feel lachatz. I'm not going to feel pressure. I'm not going to forfeit my serenity. I'm not going to become a slave to the feeling that I have to be in control. Hashem has a plan. And therefore, as uncomfortable and as challenging, as unfortunate, all of those things, and how much I have to hold whoever did this to me accountable, it's not going to rob me of my peace of mind. It's not going to make me a slave. I'm going to liberate myself and let go. So on Friday morning, when we go to burn the chametz, we're going to go burn the physical chametz. Simultaneous to burning the physical chametz, when you throw it in the fire, you have to stop and pause and think about what is the chametz in my heart? What is the chametz in my soul? What is the chametz in my life? I need to get rid of it. I need to burn it as well. It's called our gashas hayeshus. My whole sense of self, my independence, my needing to make the world revolve around the way I see it, my arrogance, and all the thoughts that I'm in charge and I'm in control and I'm responsible and the world has to bow to me and defer to me and fall in line to me, and that we daven in Bir Chametz, going to do Bir Chametz should be an avoda, should take a moment of time. That you daven to say, I want to be a new person. I want to be born again. Clean Naki. I want to become that vessel, God, to receive your light. In anticipation and the countdown to the holy night of Seder night, a night in which we make a deposit in the Amuna bank account that lasts an entire year. Hashem, I want to be that vessel. I want to feel and I want to see and I want to be the conduit that channels your light. And to do it, I need to stay calm. I need to let go and let God. I need to liberate myself from that arrogance, that ego, that feeling I'm in charge, I'm in control. And all this depends on mindfulness. Go watch Bir Hamid, how many people are laughing and joking and trying to throw it in. And there's not one thought, not one moment of panemius, not one moment of mindfulness. And I'm not blaming them. We lack that education, we lack that background, we lack that reminder. But we don't because we're here and we're listening and we're learning together. Ravitcha Meyer is reminding us what we need to think about and what we need to contemplate, and what we need to focus on, and how we can become transformed. And the result is not worse. It's not that, well, you know what? You're telling me to remain calm, and God has a plan, and find a new place and figure it out. How dare you? It makes things worse. Let me ask you, the anger and the anxiety, is that making it better? The anger, the frustration, crisis, disaster, catastrophe, is that making things better? Is that proving to be a solution? Or is it compounding the problem? Amuna is the solution to whatever the problem is. It relieves those other problems. It doesn't make the problems go away. It doesn't mean that you don't take your initiative and make the effort. But it gives us the serenity, the peace of mind, the happiness, the joy, the pleasure, the health, physical, emotional, spiritual. We have to remind ourselves of this truth. That is how we will merit for more. So you want to come and experience a true Pesach. 
You want to come and arrive at Pesach with the right hachana, with the right preparation. You want to sit at that Seder table like royalty, regal and majestic. You want to be able to experience true freedom. Then liberate yourself from the shackles and the bondage of arrogance, of yeshus, of thinking that I'm in charge, I'm in control. I am something. There's a Ribbonishlam, there's a God who created the whole world. He remains involved in my life. And while he has expectations of me and consequences for me, once I've done my best effort, it's all up to him. Psh, now I'm free. Now I'm liberated. Now I'm emancipated. Now I can really enjoy. So my dear friends, set yourself free this Pesach. And if you're listening now on Pesach, set yourself free any day. You don't have to wait for the next Pesach. Every single day we have the ability and the opportunity to set ourselves free. We're not meeting next week for Pesach. We resume right after Pesach. Tonight, 9 p.m., we're going behind the Bima, the head of the CRC Kashrus, to talk Pesach, Kashrus, and much more. Rabbi Shalom Fishbane, a good friend of mine. Until next time, Chal Kashrus Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.